The following program is brought to you by Podcast One Sportsnet. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Hello, guys. It's MMA fighter Chael Sonnen. Check out my podcast, You're Welcome, with Chael Sonnen every Wednesday and Friday right here at Podcast One. We cover the latest in mixed martial arts and everything else going on in the world of sport. Listen free to You're Welcome with Chael Sonnen, exclusively available on Apple Podcasts, at podcastone.com, and on the Podcast One app. If you love the show, share it with a friend and leave us a rating and review. Becoming our trademark. It's so much fun. Oh my god! Somebody asked it. us to have a uh, ringtone of us doing that, and I said, "Uh, yeah, it's going to be in the works." Yeah, why not? I mean, it's not like I don't want to be a godzillionaire by uh, selling Gary, a Gary <laughs> on it. Gary, good on it. Gary on it. <laughs> How are you? I'm so well. It's so good to see you again. So good to and, see you and be with you because I know you have had so many things. Awesome happening. Uh, you went to Vegas for, for the first two rounds of uh, March Madness, which is always the best. Always the best. And I had so much fun betting on the games. It was so, cr- the sports book is insane. Yeah. It's a, cra- what, what did they say? They, it was like $15 billion wagered. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just yeah. nuts. Yeah. It all felt like it was at the Mirage where I was. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like. Where you were doing a show with Tosh.0. Yes. yes. Tosh.0 uh, is his last name. Is that officially now his last name? <laughs> it seems like it. Um, he was so fun. It was. But him. you guys put on a great show. We had a great show because it was me and him and Todd Glass. Oh. And Todd Glass is like, you know, the greatest. Yeah. And he's also super gullible like me. So literally the whole time, Tosh is just playing jokes on us. <laughs> and, you know, and Daniel's dogs are with us. Uh-huh. And one day. <laughs> Todd is like he like we're in the in Daniel's room and eating and watching the games and uh, Todd's leaving and literally Daniel makes fun of him the whole time because he never stops eating. He's constantly texting Todd Glass like stop eating just <laughs> random times during the day. <laughs> and so Todd is like, what is that? Is that dog poop? And he like picks it up. It's like stuck to his shoe. And then he picks it up and he smells it and he goes, it is. And then he eats it and it was a brownie. And so he had like played it up and I'm like, no, of course Tosh knows that this is coming. Cause for some reason he oh, never God. can get pranked on. I and love it. I, you know, like I'm like about to pass out. <laughs> Don't give comedians too much time. <laughs> If you have too much time, oh. this is the shit that will happen. I know. And I ended up lo- they he was betting on stuff I didn't even know you could bet on, like the first 15 points. I didn't know you could bet on who scores the first 15. I didn't know that was a thing. I did know <laughs> you could bet on anything, though. Like, yeah. if you can dream it up, I think there's a place to, to wager. Yeah, prop bets. And they had – so Daniel always goes to Vegas around big sporting events. So they had all their tickets from the Super Bowl that they were bringing back. To cash in. To cash in. Oh, my God. And then they bet he, – I mean, he bet on every single game and, like, five, six different things in a game. And I bet, like, three things, yeah. right? I bet Buffalo to beat Kentucky, which you- I – 
You did. You took that. Not a bad one. Not a bad one, considering their first round. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I bet um, uh, another, like, uh, team... Uh, underdog team to beat Duke or whoever the team that Duke uh, oh that was Buffalo but anyway I lost those two and then I had a parlay of all the big favorites and because Tennessee lost I lost everything you and your parlays you're becoming quite the Vegas queen I like the parlay (laughs) I like the parlay the parlay it it sounds like party but yeah (laughs) I like the parlay I like the parlay <laughs> it's that southern accent. Yeah. When it kicks in. Uh, yeah. It oh, sounds man. A it bit... was out it was on fire this weekend because oh. I had so much Jack Daniels. <laughs> and it's just like dueling banjos coming out of my mouth. So. What a fun group to hang in Vegas with on a fun weekend. Very fun group. Very fun. I wish you had been there. You would, it And the shows been... were killer too. The shows were incredible. Yeah, I it... heard word. I heard tale. Oh, you did? Yes, yes. Oh, how did you hear that? I hear things. You do? I got my finger on the pulse. <laughs> A vagal. You keep saying that. And vagal. Like, it's your pulse constantly checking. <laughs> and I'm checking because I'm hypochondriac. <laughs> constantly. Um, uh, so. I, yes. So many things happening in the sports world besides March Madness. So much. Wait, I want to know how yeah. your bracket's doing, first of all, because There's it's no reason not to talk good. about that. We don't, have, we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> Why? I think what happened, this is honestly what happened. I think there was a misprint. I think Chandler wrote down some of the wrong teams. Oh. And now I can't, look. I know. It's, it's water under the bridge. I can't go back and change it. Right. But I know for a fact that I picked uh, USNBC. Um, Virginia to lose. <laughs> and that didn't, that didn't, it wasn't reflected in my bracket. Yeah. So I'm not pointing fingers. You are pointing. Your, but you're actually right now. I'm physically right now. pointing at Chandler. It's a very vulgar thing. Here. It's a vulgar thing. No, no, no. It's not. Not that. No. Oh. Now it is. <laughs> um, Why? What happened? So uh, we were just going. So over. we went through the. Uh, I'll, I'll put it out there for the people, friends. <laughs> these are the standings as of right now as we enter the Sweet 16. Um, uh, our, our very own Sarah Tiana mm-hmm. is sitting at 31st place yes out of what's the total 280 259 uh, participants in our bracket mm-hmm. um sarah's sitting at 31st uh, chandler where are you eighth 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 as in top 10 yep. as in top 10 what? uh and gary what was your number what would you come in at 170. 170. 170. <laughs> wow, that is below average. And I am I'm looking for mine right now. I think I'm like at 5. Where, where, where was I? Am I top 10? 186. One. <laughs> <laughs> that can't be right. That can't be right. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is right. Have you not been checking your bracket diligently? I'm at 186. I'm in dead last of our group. Okay. And almost in dead last of our entire bracket pool. Right. Which means you have to shake Which your means, I forget what the bet was. But you got to admit, this was March Madness at its maddest. <laughs> it, it, it was bonkers first two rounds. Bonkers. We, had, we lost two number one seeds. We lost yeah. four number two seeds. Or two number two. I forget. But anyway, we lost like one through four seeds. We lost close to ten teams. It was Everybody's nuts. Everybody's gone. Nuts! I mean, I'm, it's I, I picked Kentucky to lose in, to Davidson. That was like my big. Yeah, and upset. that's not a bad one. It wasn't a bad one, but yeah. of course Kentucky wins, and now they have like a easier momentum. ride. Oh, nobody's momentum. in their way now. Yeah, nobody's in their way. Yeah. And like, but that the 
remember how we were always talking about how a 16 team has never beat a one? Yes. And we're like, oh, I don't know if we'll ever see it in our lifetime. And then the next day <laughs> it happens. Absolutely. And what? here's why I think I'm still alive, because obviously I still have the Kansas Jayhawks, who I picked to win the whole thing. Me too, because I'm your friend. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they play uh, Clemson. Yes. Uh, on uh, Friday. Mm-hmm. And then. I think they're uh, going to win that one. And then, though, chances are that, you know, if, if things go to plan, which nothing goes to plan in March Madness, but if things go to plan, uh, the Elite Eight's going to be Duke and Kansas. Oof, and then it gets fun. a little hairy, my friends. I didn't say impossible. I said it gets a little hairy. But that's Grayson Allen, right? He's on Duke. Yeah, I don't even know He's about the kick, them. The guy that, I, that kicks the balls and stuff. He's oh. the Draymond Green of white people. Oh, he has a little temper tantrums, does he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just like, oh. I love all the memes about him because it's just like all these rich kid white guy memes. They're yeah. just like, my daddy didn't own eight car dealerships for you to treat me like that. You guys, Grayson's really upset. <laughs> Grayson's ups- Grayson sounds like Grayson that, is upset. <laughs> that had a helicopter mom, a stay-at-home uh, mom. Yeah. I mean, I had known nothing about him. I don't I either. Completely being stereotyped. You were the one who said he kicked basketballs. That's all I need to know. <laughs> At that level, playing for Coach K, yeah. you're kicking basketballs, and he still lets you be on the team. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Right. It's uh, it's unheard of. Uh, so anyway, I took a beating. In the mm-hmm. first two, uh, according to my bracket. But like I said, I got the Hawks and I got a couple other teams. So we'll see how it pans out. How did you get to eight, Chandler? I don't yeah. know. Who did you pick? Seriously. You picked Alabama to win in the first round, which I don't yeah. think anybody else did. Duke, Alabama, Kansas, Tennessee to win in the first round. The only one, I was doing really good the first day. I was like seven and eight or something. And then, because Oklahoma blew it for me. Mm-hmm. And I would have been even better. They blew oh, okay. it for a lot of people. My my South region was over after day one. Right. I think by the whole that whole region, I lost a whole region out of the bracket. Yeah. Well, speaking of teams, uh, Microsoft Teams is a digital workspace where teams can create, collaborate, and communicate authentically. And these are the teams that won't let you down. Yeah. Like the teams in the, <laughs> yeah. in the NCAA tournament. Yes. These are good teams. Like this is – it's a really cool thing actually. Like imagine, Rob, if we were all working on jokes together. We could be in separate places all over the country and I could see you going like, what does that joke mean? I don't understand. You know, like you could type that in real time and I would be able to see it. And you can yeah. see my facial expression. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for so pulling, you were, putting your mic to your mouth. I set, I set the microphone down <laughs> and I forgot. I started talking without him. These are rookie yes. mistakes, guys. These are rookie mistakes. <laughs> Go back. Yeah, so it's a uh, it's super fun. Microsoft Teams. Uh, it's a uh, it's a single workspace where you can work, share, and connect with the people in your work life. Teams bring together your chats, meetings, files, and apps all in one place. Take teamwork where you work with apps for mobile and desktop. So. Whether you're sprinting towards a deadline or sharing your next big idea, Teams can help you and your team achieve even more. Microsoft in Office 365. Microsoft Teams. 365, 24-7. 365. Visit office.com slash Teams to learn more. Dang, I dig it the most. You dig it the most. You nailed that. <laughs> you nailed that Listen, one. don't make it sexual. So we were, talking, we were talking about Oklahoma letting everybody down. Well, it appears that uh, Trey Young... 19 years old, uh, the guard for Oklahoma yeah. has decided to let Oklahoma down. This guy. He's going NBA, guys. At 19, he's going NBA draft next year, this June. What a good move for a guy that's 5'7", right? I don't even know how He's got tall. mad he's skills. T- he's got mad skills, but he's 19. He, he could stay another year and learn a lot. 
and mature yeah, a lot. Yeah, about humility. Like this guy, I didn't think that he was. Is it a bad move for him to go NBA this early? No, I mean, I think whatever. I think if you want, I it's don't understand. It's an argument of get paid when you can. Yeah, I don't mind kids go. Just I don't think they even have to go to college. I don't even care about any of that yeah. because I think if they just went straight to the NBA, then you know they Is don't it, have to have this argument about NCAA not paying or paying their athletes or whatever. Is it fair to say that you would prefer kids don't go to college? Well, as a Southerner, um, that was never something that was important. <laughs> you know, I went to college. You know, I went to the University of Georgia on a field trip in eighth grade, and it was great. And I thought, I thought you know, it was really lovely. Uh, he's uh, he's six not five two. seven. He's oh. six two. Uh, he weighs a, a, a clean trim, one hundred eighty pounds. <laughs> I can just size that up just by looking at him on screen. I know. I, yeah, you can tell. I'm always a weight guesser. I'm a carny. Uh-huh. Uh, and you have a phone life. in your hand, so that's cool. Oh, well, that, I guess. What do you think? You're fine with it? No. No, I'm not fine with any of this stuff. I I think um, the one and done thing is not a good thing for college basketball. Mm-hmm. I think, um, but I do understand no one should get in your way yeah. if you have the ability. Um but, uh, you know, it, it, it hurts the college game, which is somewhat of a bummer. Um, and I do think a 19-year-old kid going to the NBA is a, it's a, tr- it's a tall order. You know, you're asking a lot of maturity and responsibility yes. from a, someone that young. But that sounds like an old fuddy-duddy. You know, make that money. So that's my, you know. I see both sides. I mean, you can, you can go and, like, bust out and not do good. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, if you go into the NBA and then don't do well your first year, can you come back to college? That's like, a great I question. I don't know. If you're a professional athlete, can you go back to amateur status? I don't know. I think I, I don't know. I don't know. I think you means. lose your eligibility. But, again, I'm not a official uh, NCAA rep yet. <laughs> they have okay. my application. <laughs> I put it in. But. When you start going, like, I'm not a, I'm like, ooh, there's so many words. That <laughs> so many. I can let me pull it in right now. <laughs> yeah. I got to get it as fast as I can. Not a human being. <laughs> not a, a human. <laughs> <laughs> well versed, uh, educated. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. I, go I, know, I really, I, I guess UGA, too, uh, just got a big coach uh, on Friday. Um, and uh, I think Dwayne Wade, it was like Dwayne Wade's high school or college coach. I don't really know who it is, but apparently it's a big deal. Everybody's freaking out. Football? Basketball? Basketball. Really? Tom Crean? Don't know, but congratulations. Sounds really A new coach always gets the fan base motivated. It gets the players motivated. It helps with recruiting. Mm -hmm. So, you know, first couple years there. First year's a learning curve, but years two, three, and four, you know, there should be some excitement. We haven't been in the tournament in years. Uh, I remember the first year, like, we were playing against Vanderbilt, and uh, my friend texted me, Keith Alberstadt, you know him, funny comedian. He's a huge Vanderbilt fan. And he was like, oh, yeah, good luck in the tournament. And I was like, who do we play after you? Do you know? And he was, like, very funny. That was, like, the last time. Yeah, U- UGA is too big of a school not to be in the tournment, you know? Yeah, they, you're they, right. sh- they yeah. should have They should be making more of a if presence. Florida is making the tournament and that good at football, we can yeah. be good at both. Absolutely. Yes. Speaking of good, <laughs> speaking of good, um, should I do one of these? Yeah. yeah okay, let's do this it. This is really good. Let's talk about matches, all right? Be the match. March matchness. Oh, you just did it. You just did it. Someone marked that trademark, Rob Riggle and Sarah Tiana. Uh, Riggle's fix trademark. 
Guys, Be The Match manages the world's largest and most diverse uh, donor registry. They match patients with blood cancers and other diseases like sickle cell with genetically matched donors who are willing to donate life-saving blood blood stem cells. Guys, that's huge. A blood, uh, a blood stem cell transplant can literally cure blood cancer. Most patients don't have a fully matched donor in their family, so they turn to Be The Match to find an unrelated donor. Patients are looking for their cure. They essentially need to find their DNA twin, all right? Um, it's easy to join the registry. All it takes is a couple, uh, couple clicks and a, and a simple cheek swab. So do it, folks. I mean, we're talking about saving lives here. Be the match. You can be the match for somebody. And if someone's out there doing it, they could be the match for you. All right? So please visit bethematch.org backslash wriggle to learn more and sign up. The URL, uh, just so we're clear, is join.bethematch.org slash wriggle. Do it, guys. You'll be proud you did. Yeah, I wanna, I'm going to do that, actually. And let's, You know, while we're talking about that, let's talk about things to be proud of. ESPN released an article ranking the 20 most dominant athletes of all time. Hmm. Number one, Tiger Woods. First of all, I'm reading the. I don't see your name on here. That's weird. Huh. It should be right there in the top five. Okay, huh. well. Okay, well, anyway. Well, we'll, we'll I figure will write that out. a stern email, but yeah, go ahead. I'll, I'm going to do the Tiger same. Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods is number one for dominant athlete of all time, of all time. Yeah. Of all time. Do you disagree? He is, he is a dominant athlete. Right. He is definitely top three. Okay. Um, and I, I could see him at number one. I'm not necessarily mm-hmm. debating that. I do not see Muhammad Ali. Ooh, yeah. He's not in the top 20. Manny Pacquiao? Now, hmm. how is that possible? He, yeah. His career lasted oh, three decades, two decades. He started in the 60s, and he yeah. ended in the 80s. So, you know, 60s, 70s, years. and 80s. You know, yeah. I mean, he was three decades there. He was fighting, which is hard to do. Yeah, this stings like a bee, him not being in the top ten. Thank you for that. <laughs> Thank you for that. Ooh, number so two Number podcast. two is LeBron James. Mm-hmm. LeBron is dominant. They um, just did that so LeBron would retweet, retweet this list. I guess. I guess uh, Peyton Manning is number three. Where's Michael Jordan, guys? Where's Michael Jordan? Yeah, he's not on it. Not on the list. Makes me want to vomit and <laughs> take a dump simultaneously, which is, have you ever seen any animal do that? Uh, it's awful. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the worst thing any, anybody on earth could do. <laughs> and that's what this list is starting to do to me right now. Um, Roger like Federer. Them. All right. Number three, Peyton Manning. Number four, Jimmy Johnson. Number five, Roger Federer. Number six, Annika Sorenstam. Number seven, Michael Shoemaker. Uh, number eight, Floyd Mayweather. Number nine, Marta. Number 10, uh, Usain Bolt. Marta, the train in Atlanta? Why is that on there? Marta? I don't know. I is don't a know female that. soccer player? Yeah, I knew she that. She just has one name? Yeah, it's like Madonna or Cher. <laughs> it's Marta. Let me share something with you. I've never heard of Marta. Uh, so anyway, well, I'm looking at this list, and I'm like, who put it together? Yeah. Because there's, I mean, there's some key people missing. Michael Jordan and Muhammad Ali aren't in the top 20. Well, yeah. I that just seems dominant. a little. Like dominant Michael athletes Jordan. of all time. Of all time. Dominant athletes of all time. 
Peter Keating put Peter the Keating put the list together. Well, uh, Peter, I, I I would love to hear your justification on some of this. Um, <laughs> Jimmy Johnson is a dominant driver. Yes. Um, but it said athlete. Well, I think Tiger Woods. Oh, be. sorry, Jimmy. That was a singer. <laughs> That's also the sound his horn makes. Uh, <laughs> Stock cars don't have horns, but Jimmy does. They don't. And it sounds just like this. <laughs> As he goes by. I would love it if they did. Usain Bolt. Now, dominant athletes, has there ever been anybody like Usain? Now, his career is not, you know, you don't have the length, but right. But he, I don't think he ever lost. No, Did he's it? never lost, I don't think. Yeah, so, I mean, that's, he's, yeah, I see but that. But the rest of this list is filled up with a bunch of losers. People <laughs> have lo- except for Floyd, I guess. Floyd has Annika, lost. Annika is totally dominant and yeah. was dominant in female golf. Uh, golf? Was she a golfer? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I thought she was a tennis player. No, she's one of the greatest <laughs> well, golfers. Well, Serena on here, then, because she was, like... She's one exactly. How about the Williams? Yeah. yeah, I mean they were so dominant. All right, so I don't know, Peter. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to put a little, little asterisk by your article. An asterisk. And it says, well, "Check with me later," because I think this is bullshit. <laughs> I like your asterisks. Yeah. I do think Tiger could be number one. I do too. Because Tiger, you see him the last two weekends. We've watched him play yeah. and. We talked about last time that, like, even when he loses, he's the number one story. It's exciting it that is. he's back in the top five. He is the only reason anybody on that course is making money. Yeah. Nobody's making money in golf if it's not for Tiger Woods. He has influenced that sport more than anybody else. But, you know, he has right now. And the Changed way they, a sport, the, the way they gauge, uh, go, you know, golfers is by the tournament wins and by majors. Mm-hmm. And that those are the big watermarks. You know, those are the big things. And... Jack, you know, if that's the case, look, Jack Nicholas won 18 majors. Tigers won 14, mm-hmm. you know, um, and and Jack has won a, just a, a buttload of tournaments that weren't majors. Right. So why isn't he on the list? Why isn't he's he being a shark? You know what I mean? Because well, he's the golden bear. He's the is that what he is? He is the golden bear. The shark is uh, Greg Norman. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm gonna let that slide. See, you're, you're you know, if he was a better golfer, he, and I knew what his logo was, then he would be on this list. Uh, now I don't know. I do. I mean, you're right. You're right. But I think Tiger just has changed the game. Not not just in uh, he has money and uh, he absolutely but also has. just in like the first black golfer. You know, yeah, to do an anything. awareness, just yeah. the awareness of the sport yeah. by a whole new generation. Yeah, for sure, he's definitely the demographic. done that. I see. That's why I said I I agree with him in the top three. Yeah. For sure. I, 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 hear, I hear you on that. But, I mean, Michael Jordan won. Floyd Mayweather made it. And I guess if you look at his record, he has mm-hmm. dominated. He's never been beaten. Mm-hmm. The also dominance rating? Dominance rating? Yeah. Ooh. There's a numerical score. It doesn't, it's not clear how that's assigned. But Tiger Woods, for instance, is number one with a 17. And if you go to the bottom of the list, Tom Brady is 20 with a 6.3. He's number 20 with a 6.3 rating. Yeah, that's a good point, too, because Tom Brady has been to seven Super Bowls. Seven. But who's counting? I know, you, I know, you're, not, I know you're not a Patriots fan. Not a fan. No. <laughs> yeah, not counting. But that's dominant. Changing Come the on. subject. No one's, ever, no one's ever done that. Let's talk about the NBA right. again. <laughs> you know what we should talk about, though, is Floyd Medweather, because he's on the list. Yeah. He is applying, apparently, an MMA license. So that in hopefully, you know, in a, uh, sometime at the end of this year, perhaps, uh, he will get it back in the ring, but on 
uh, Conor McGregor's terms. Oh. I'm talking the octagon, oh. not the ring. Oh, I so that would be a battle royale, and they're going to get another $100 million paycheck. Yeah. But why not? I mean, yeah. if, if people, the market will bear what the market will bear. And if people want to see Floyd Medweather get in the octagon, which, yeah, I want to see him get in the octagon and, and you know, get into Connor's world for a while, because Connor had the balls to get in his world. So let's see how it goes the other I way. I want to see him get in the octagon with a woman so she can beat the shit out of him for once. <laughs> That's what I want. Okay. That would all be amazing to me. I'd right. watch that all day. <laughs> Just, you know, all day. Yeah. You're, Not p- even that's t- pay-per-view. That would be pay-per-view. Yeah, I'm down. You want to make bank? That's yeah. that's what it is. I'm sure there's some women lined up to take a punch <laughs> at him. I would do it, too. I'd join the MMA just to do it. <laughs> but you're right. Like, that'll be real. I mean, seeing Floyd get in there and do that. He's so tiny, you know, like that just like two little scrappy tray, you know. Oh hell yeah. You know, little 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 tiny Trey Youngs in there squirming oh. around. Speaking <laughs> of which, are we doing uh it's cuz I'm getting the look the from the people we have a bunch of people outside of our booth right now. Mm-hmm. And they're all waving at us and hello, Hi. yeah, they yeah, see yeah. us. But we probably this would be a good chance to take a, a break and maybe and go sign some autographs and then come back. Sure. All right, let's do that. I'm exhausted. So many autographs. <laughs> that was a lot. That was a lot more than yeah, I anticipated. I didn't I see how, I didn't see how deep they went because they were all pressed up against the glass. Yeah. So I'm anyway, but we didn't... thank you all for coming out. We yeah. thank you all for coming out. That was awesome. Next time you'll get to sign some, Rob. I I, I signed that one kid's hat. Yeah. Yeah. Then I gave nice it back to him. I mean, yeah. yeah so. Yeah, and he said, thank you, Jason Sudeikis. That was really nice of him when he said that. I, yeah, I, I, I corrected him. It's all right. It's all right. We're both from Kansas City. That's an honest mistake. It's an honest, honest mistake. Honest, honest, honest mistake. I want to talk about another honest mistake. Oh, God. Oh, please God. talk about Jordan Clarkson for a second. Or Jar- Clarkson. Yeah, he... lay it down for me. What's okay, up? Okay, so he is the basketball player, and he said today uh, – Oh, that he thinks that dinosaurs were pets for bigger people. So he. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Sarah. <laughs> I'm sitting all the way across the table from you. Uh, it sounded like you said that he claims that dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is what I my apologies. Okay. It sounded like you said uh, dinosaurs were pets for bigger people. Yes, that's what he. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just dropped the microphone and fell out of my yeah, chair yeah. and crapped and vomited at the same time. <laughs> Which was beautiful, honestly. Thank you. It's the best work you've ever done. Uh, <laughs> multitasking. You thought that was funny, Chandler. Chandler is. Chandler thought that was pretty funny. She liked that one a lot. She likes it. She gets it. She's smart. She's number eight in the tournament. Um, she is number eight. She said, oh, you look at a dinosaur. The bigger people got to be three times bigger than that. So, so who convinced him <laughs> about the bigger people theory? That's what I want to know. Okay. First of and all. And also, I want to sell this guy some real estate. <laughs> I know. So badly. The bigger people. Well, first of all, as a Christian, uh-huh. dinosaurs aren't real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're right. Um, <laughs> I can't wait to see Jurassic Park. So, um, but, the okay, first of all. Now, I don't even know where, how I to know, start unpacking this. I, I don't know either, but I feel like... A, I'm not a tall person, so to me, he's a bigger people, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I wonder if tall people just assume they're like, oh, yeah, of course, there were people who were much bigger than me. We've just started getting smaller. I, I probably, <laughs> I mean, I, I, can't ex- I can't even fathom, because you're talking about, let's take a T-Rex. Right. 
uh, 20 feet tall, somewhere in that range. Okay. 20, 20 to 30 feet tall is what okay. a T-Rex runs, I believe. So you're talking for that to be a pet. And your T-Rex experience. With my limited but <laughs> also very well-versed T-Rex experience. Sure, sure. Um, oh, Gary just came up with it. Oh, 15 to 20 feet. I gave him too much credit. Oh, 20 feet. So, the but right I was pretty close. I was thinking like 80. So <laughs> That's how tall. But that's how the tall the humans would have to be. That's how tall his big people theory. They would have to be 80 foot tall for this T-Rex to be a pet. Right. And who is he certifiably <laughs> bonkers, badass, shit, banana, crazy? Because it, uh, that is some of the silliest talk I've ever heard. Unless he was doing a bit, and I doubt it, because NBA players aren't known for their bits. Right. What the hell is he talking Gary, about? Gary, will you look up if he was a one and done in college? See how long <laughs> he went to college? Because I want to know. That is. He really thinks so that, that their big people had dinosaurs for pets in the in the olden times, <laughs> olden days. He was a one and done. Okay. <laughs> okay. There so now go. I changed my mind about Trey Mason. <laughs> <laughs> but if it gives us stories like this, I well, mean, listen, this is this is certifiable. Um, it's like the Rams player who believed in mermaids. Oh. He went to two different colleges for three years, and he's still a freshman. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, that explains yeah, a lot. Missouri. 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 Ugh, Missouri. Uh, I'm a KU man. All you Missouri listeners out there, we understand each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't want to hear anybody, hey, you make fun of Missouri, Rob. That really stings. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like you guys are gentle angels with me. That's absolutely Smoke hell. a turd in hell. I've heard everybody in Missouri. That's exactly what their voice says. <laughs> I've met so many. That's exactly what their voice yep. Yeah. I'm not wrong. Yeah. Um, no, listen. Um, um <laughs> If you yeah. go to if you go to Missouri, I guess that's how you roll the dice. Yeah. All right. You don't have to believe in dinosaurs and, and bigger people, but you do have to believe in True Car. That's what you have to believe. Nailed in. it again. <laughs> She's the best in the biz. I love I love transitions, but I also love True Car. Uh, if you're looking to buy a car, you're probably familiar with terms like MSRP. I just learned what it means, and I love the P part. You might even know what it stands for, but what does it mean? The same goes for invoice, list price, and dealer price. It's enough to confuse anybody. If you're looking for, if you're really looking for a price that actually means something, include introducing true price from True Car. Wow, I can use your finger. Get use your finger and follow the words. <laughs> I cannot get through this. Now, if you take your finger away, you get lost. So just keep your finger, keep your finger on it. <laughs> now, now you can know exactly what you'll pay for the car you want including fees and accessories. Before you even get to the dealership, True Car Dealers will show you the true price on cars like the one you want, all from the comfort of your home. So when you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features not available on Nailed it. Rates. Nailed it. Thank you. You just did a good job. I took a, a couple of bites. I was going to say. <laughs> I did a little eating. And what I didn't realize was I took a bite. Um, I was still chewing up by the microphone. Still are chewing, <laughs> and like and people are going to be like, "No, I'm make them hungry." Listen, I'm from Missouri, and I hate that you're eating. I don't like anything that you're doing, and I believe in dinosaurs and bigger people. Um, what do you want to do? I love Missouri. Let's just get it out there. Yes. All right. Yes, we all are constantly I'm having. Very. To I, I have family apologize. in Missouri, and I know we got to. Anything, and, anything we say, we got to apologize for these days. And can I do that really quick? Sure. What's up? Really, be- <laughs> Gary? Did you? Are you okay? Gary just, Gary just <laughs> flailed and almost fell out of his chair. I was like, I'm not going to say anything bad, but uh, 
Uh, and Rob has nothing to do with this, and I don't want this to reflect on our podcast or him at all, but uh, I was on Race Hub on FS1 uh, last week. They brought me in to do roast jokes about the drivers. Uh, I made some jokes about all of the drivers and a couple of jokes about the Mexican driver, Daniel Suarez. Yahoo wrote an article about it calling me a racist. Um, Fox had to take the video down and they apologized to NASCAR. And I just want to say um, that I am sorry that the joke offended anybody. I'm not sorry for writing jokes and I'm not sorry for doing the show. I am a roast writer. It's what I do. I don't want to perpetuate any stereotypes, but to me, as a woman and a Southerner, I am quite used to stereotypes. I feel like stereotypes are funny because they're not facts. And when people take them seriously, that perpetuates the problem. And I am sorry that anybody was offended. And in a roast situation, people get to say something back to you. And Suarez did not get to say anything back to me. And uh, and I I know he wasn't upset. Uh, I know other people were upset. Um, and I'm sorry that they were upset. But I think also let's just remind ourselves that just because you're offended doesn't mean you have an opinion. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, that was – look, I – it's so difficult. I know it's so difficult. It's a tricky and, thing. And, and, and I know your heart. You're a good person. Well, yeah. Yeah, of course. So of this course. is silly that someone would, you know. Anyway. Yes. And uh, and Fox had nothing to do with it. They they uh, did everything right. I said um, the joke that most people got offended by without their knowledge, and that had nothing to do with them. So it was all on me, and uh, and I ain't gonna change right. the joke, except to maybe write smarter jokes <laughs> in the future. <laughs> Um, Well, we put out a call. Oh, yeah. We put out a call. Oh, by the way, Gary just swatted violently (laughs) and almost fell out of his chair. Yes. Which brought us all a great laugh and enjoyment. (laughs) Um, But you recently had a home invasion of a hummingbird, (laughs) which required swatting at. Uh, How did that get resolved? And if you go to uh, at Saratiana on on Instagram, or is it Twitter? or Insta? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can see the actual footage of the <laughs> hummingbird that came into your house and tried to kill you. I th- he did. It was an assassination attempt. It really was. Yeah. And by the way, I refilled the food outside right after that because I was like, clearly he's like, listen, lady. <laughs> Don't. I'm sick of yeah. you. I like the hummingbird feeder. Keep it full. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I thought we had an agreement. <laughs> um, and so, okay, yeah. So what I had to do was Google or YouTube, how do you get a hummingbird out of your house? And You're there so good. There were so many videos, and it said that what we needed to do was like get a rake because my friend, I was writing a screenplay with my friend Patrick, so we Googled it, and he, it was like you have to get a rake, and then it'll eventually tire itself out and land on the rake, and then you carry it outside. Well, I didn't have a rake inside my house. But we had a Swiffer, so we did that. Same thing, same thing. <laughs> so we got the Swiffer, we cornered him, he wore himself out, landed on the Swiffer, and then we carried him outside. And I thought I had footage of that, and I realized I wasn't recording the whole time I was So sweet and so merciful. Yes, and then I closed the front door and refilled his food right away. <laughs> Smart move. And by the way, my dog was going nuts, because my dog's biggest nemesis is flies. Yeah. My dog can kill so many he kills he eats flies all the time oh my god he just 
traps them on the door. He doesn't swallow them. He spits them out, which is so funny. Uh, he's like, this isn't organic. Do you feed the dog, too? Maybe keep, maybe do. feed the dog regular I food. Do. He's, he's No, you don't. He's good. clearly trying to get feed himself. He's trapping no, flies. He doesn't like the sound. It's too loud. Oh, well, so I get that. You can imagine a hummingbird <laughs> flopping around and hitting the wall. Do you believe in spirit animals? <laughs> No, yes. I'm, uh, do you? Because there's there's a group of people, you know, a lot of people out there uh, who think that when you an animal comes into your life, like a hummingbird coming into your house, it's a harbinger of some sort of message. Do you believe that you were being delivered a message? Somebody told me it was good luck. All right, take that. I'm going to take it as good luck. Take I'm, it as I'm good luck. Win the uh, bracket tournament. Because I heard the hummingbird will cause you to vomit and crap at the same time. <laughs> so Damn I'm it. just glad it wasn't that. I need to do as far as spirit animals go. Research, <laughs> not just flip yeah. a coin. <laughs> was it was it your boyfriend trying to make you feel better about yeah. the whole hummingbird? Because if you read, it's very clear: vomit <laughs> and take a crap at the same time. Ugh. Wow. Hey, we put out a call to our uh, awesome, awesome listeners, and God bless them. They came back in waves, yep. and I'm very grateful to you all for that. Yeah. Uh, with your questions, and we've got so many. So let's just let's just grab a few. What do you say? Huh? Um. Uh, Justin Blake Jones. Uh, I suck at picking brackets, I guess, cause I use my brain or stats. I don't know. <laughs> so which of these three wild stereotypes would you have pick your bracket next year? Betty in human resources, a three-year-old with crayons, <laughs> the first person you look at. <laughs> Hashtag <No>. wriggles pick. <laughs> Chandler, who did you use? Yeah, Chan. <laughs> Number eight. I called my brothers and said, what do you think? And I based half on that of the teams I didn't know, plus which teams I just like their jerseys. So you went half bag stranger, half your own gut feeling. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't know about that. I don't know either. Yeah. I always just go for the team that has the one next to it. Whichever <laughs> number is smaller, I, I take that. The smaller team. numbers that you want to usually yeah, pick? That's not a bad way to do it, except for this year. <laughs> I know. Apparently, I honestly I'm looking at the the choices you gave us there, uh, Justin Blake Jones, and I am looking at it. I wouldn't do Betty in Human Resources, but for some reason, I do think the three year old with crayons, because there's something about the innocence of a child randomly pointing. There's some there's something divine in that. And I think. There's goodness, and we're, there's no goodness left in the world except for a child. Did your kids pick so, a bracket? Uh, they're, they're currently number one. In our, in our <laughs> Shut <laughs> up. Are they? No. Oh, okay. No. Um, and the first person you look at, I think there's something to the – I think the last two, uh, I think I would, I would go half and half. Yeah. Yeah, I think I would go. It's like when I go to the dog track, which I used to do. Oh. Back when, uh, you know, I, had, I was on top of my game. Before you had And kids, I, was, I had a lot to live for. <laughs> I'd be at the dog track, and the, they walk the dogs out, and I would literally stand at the at the at the at the fence, and whichever dog took a whiz, a hot whiz, a hot whiz, uh, before they went before they put him in the chute, I was like, "That's it!" And I, I would wait, and I go, oh, "Number seven passed," and I'd run up, and I go, "Give me, give me seven to show, give me seven to place, give me seven on a quinella," and then I I say, "Wheel it." <laughs> <laughs> and I'd just be throwing money at the guy. <laughs> what does wheel it mean? Wheel it means you can do like a trifecta or a, a quinella. Which What's a quinella? It's when you pick two to okay. come in first and second. That sounds like but four. But when you, when you wheel it, when a you wheel it, like you, you can, they can come in um, 
Oh, no, an exacta. They have to come in in that order. You pick one and two. Who's going to finish first? Who's going to finish second? That's an exacta. Okay. A quinella, I think, is you pick who's going to finish first and second, but they can come in in either order. So you oh. take the four dog and the five dog, but they can, it doesn't matter who wins. I just like you saying wheel it. Yeah, but you wheel can... it is with, it's when you pick one dog to win. And then the other field, like a superfecta, you can say, give me the seven to win and wheel it. <laughs> and that means they all come in in whatever order. I can never not something laugh like that. when you do a, a <laughs> yell like that. I feel like that. I want that to be my ringtone. Wheel it! <laughs> Pick up your phone! <laughs> And then we record that for oh, you. Oh, that would be great. Just for when my mom. Uh, copyrighted, wriggles fix, uh, <laughs> for a ringtone. Uh, da, da, da. That's our idea. Our idea. Um, my idea. So thank you for that, Justin. Uh, I hope we answered your question. I would. I So to be clear again, I'll take the three-year-old and the first one I first look at. Um, <laughs> what else? You want to pick one? I'll let you pick one. Um, well, I was just going to pick um, this guy, Travis Stans. Said, how did you make the transition from Marine to comic? Uh-huh. I'm a soldier. Both of you. I don't know. Tips for first-time stand-up. Please do another rose battle. Oh, that was for me. And <laughs> Um So how did you make the transition from Marine to comic? Um, I went into the wrong place. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, I thought I was when you getting... became a Marine? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I went, it's called the MEP station, Military Entrance Processing Station, and I thought it was slapsticks. No. And I... I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> totally, I love that. You are the gullible. I so gullible. Oh, my okay, God. I, I kind of dig that. <laughs> I've got, now I've got, I just, that? I want to oh. play so many tricks on you now. <laughs> Um, no, look, I was a, a, a theater and film major. I love uh, comedy. I'm a comedy fan my whole life. I knew it was something I wanted to do, but I also wanted to serve, so I did both. And that's the why this country's great. You can have more than one dream. Mm-hmm. Boom. Yeah. And then and then you just go to work. Uh, people are always like, well, how do I get into comedy? You go do it. Yeah, well, how do I become an actor? It. You go do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, find, you take acting classes. You find a production, whether it's a local play, whether it's a, a, an open mic night. You, you get on stage, and you just start doing it. And when you start, you're going to suck, and it's going to be painful, and you're going to be humiliated, and you're going to feel terrible, and you're going to be self-judgy, and you're going to feel like everybody's laughing at you and not with you, and that's true. And eventually, you'll get better. Mm-hmm. But it's a long, painful road, so count on that. Yeah, as long <laughs> as you're not surprised at how long it's going to take yeah people 10 years for an overnight success is what they say and i think that's absolutely right yeah literally 10 years to the day i moved to los angeles i got to quit my waiting tables job yeah that's that's when i knew that that idea of 10 years to become an overnight success was true absolutely finally hollywood did something that it said it was gonna do absolutely and And it's very true i mean i've had that will ferrell told me that yeah you know he said it takes 10 years to make an overnight success and it's true you have to grind it out and yes, there's always an exception to the rule, but uh, you know you want to spend that time learning and growing and building your skill set because you know you can walk into a dojo and I can give you a black belt. Right. It doesn't mean you're a black belt. It just means you're going to get your ass kicked in front of everybody. So why not go through the steps? Why not go through white, yellow, orange, whatever, have those scaled yeah. up? And that way, when you do become a black belt, you're ready for whatever comes your way. Right. Uh, so I say put in the time, do the time, but to manage your expectations. I'm not trying to rain on anybody's parade. Uh, who is this guy? What's his name? His name is Travis. Travis, I'm not raining on your parade. Go for it. Chase your dreams. Pursue them, but just manage your expectations. You're going to be grinding for many years. Google open mics in whatever city that you're at, and uh, if they don't have any, then start your own. Yeah, That's and, how and was goes. that your journey? 
Yeah, no, I mean, I just started on a dare. I didn't really understand how it works, but I just kept going just because I didn't know. Know any better? (laughs) Right. I just was like, oh, I just really liked it. And then um, once I realized I wanted to take it seriously, then I started doing it every night. And, uh, you know, Bobby Lee helped me a lot at the beginning. I was very lucky to know him. Uh, I, I met him like a year after I started and, uh, and he said, you know, you have to bomb a hundred times before you're good. And he was so right. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so get that hundred out of the way, like go up every night, get it out of the way yeah. because you will be good after that. Yeah, you do. You can't help but to improve. And if you have a night when you bomb, don't mm-hmm. sweat it. Yeah. Just write it up as part of the pro- part of the journey and part of improving. Yeah. Trial it's and true. error. It is. That's it all really that stand up is. Um, um, what else? Um, uh, did you say March? Yeah. Well, speaking of that, <laughs> <laughs> nailed my transition. <laughs> did you say March? <laughs> well, because it's funny that you did, because uh, Bet DSI March Madness is coming at you. March Madness is well underway. Uh, go to Bet DSI and check out all the matchups. Bet DSI is the best online sports book. Bet DSI has over 20 years in the business, is a top rated business on review sites, it has easy to use and fast playing interface. Bet games as they go. You get live in game wagering options now and throughout the tournament. Make plays throughout the entire game or event. Great customer service, 24-7, 365. Built reputation on fast payment of winnings, which is all that matters. <laughs> get a $25 NCAA tournament bet just for registering. Plus, you will get 200% member bonus first deposit by using promo code MADRIGGLE. MADRIGGLE. That's the promo code. Don't sit on the sidelines this March Madness. Use the promo code MADRIGGLE. Mad wriggle and start winning today. I did that voice on my own. That was just a little thing I threw in there. That was not necessary. (laughs) I signed up for it. It was really good. It wasn't necessary. I jazzed it up with a little razzmatazz. I gave gave it a little hot jazz. (laughs) Okay. And that word was jazz, I said. Jazz. (laughs) Yes, jazz. I'm sure you can even bet on that on, oh. on Bet DSI, but that was a that was very. very There's another uh, somebody from a, another a, a one of the millions of KU fans <laughs> out there. One of the millions of KU fans out there wants to know what my favorite guard, forward, and center from all the decades were, sir. That is a massive question. Landon um, Lynn. Landon. Well. That is a long ass question, but <laughs> I will throw out some names. Obviously, Danny Manning uh, in the '80s. Love him. The championship. Paul Pierce. Uh, another Kansas great. Love him as a power forward. Frank Mason, obviously, very recently. Mario Ch- Chalmers. Uh, Chalmers. You know, Chalmers what made that shot to, to send us into overtime in 08 so that we could bring home the national championship. That's what we do at KU. We bring home championships. Chalmers sounds like a British guy. Um, Mario Chalmers. I liked, uh, I liked there's so many. I mean, if you go back to our, our classics, our greats, right, you've got um, – You've got uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Clyde Lovelett. You've got uh, Wilt Chamberlain, obviously. Obviously. Joel Embiid, who is an NBA All-Star right now, mm-hmm. uh, was an amazing, sure. uh, amazing for sure. center for us. Um, Sharon Collins. Uh, he just got put into the uh, KU. They hung his jersey in the rafters this year. Uh, matter of fact, I was at that game. It was the West Virginia game. There's so many to choose from. I don't even know where to start, mm-hmm. but there are, there are, there are countless uh, wonderful, wonderful 
uh, players. Uh, Cole yeah. Cole Aldridge. I liked him. He had he had a he had a mean streak. Uh, I played intramural ball uh, <laughs> yeah. down at the down at the Robinson Rec Center, mm-hmm. uh, or it was our gymnasium. But mm-hmm. uh, I mean, <clears throat> did they call me the Dominator? No. Uh. But <laughs> I had other nicknames. Do you force your kids to call you that. It now? was began with yes. the D. I think it was like the douche. Or <laughs> ah, the douche. <laughs> they go. Hey, I, was, I kept asking, is that, "Are you saying deuce?" And they kept going, "Yeah, yeah, that's it." <laughs> You're like it's um, French for baseball. French, anyway, French, French. Um, so anyway, Those thank you for choice. that question. It yeah. was just a lot. Oh, I just scratched all the blood off my face. <laughs> You started bleeding. Oh yeah! By the way, I'm Did in uh, I'm in uh, makeup from uh, this thing I'm shooting right now, which will be coming out on Sony Crackle, called uh, Rob Riggle Ski Master Academy, and I have dried blood still on my face from a scene that we shot. That's the kind of le- that's the level of action and intensity mm-hmm. that you can expect from Rob Riggle Ski Master Academy. Mm-hmm. Um, where we blood. where we take jet skis and sea dews and we rip up the lake, bringing you some sexy moves and dynamite <laughs> comedy and blood. Apparently, yeah. So you're gonna want to tune in for that. I think that's coming out in August of 2018. Woo. Just stay on Sony Crackle, folks. You you don't want to miss this one. I'm excited just based on like every the last two times that we've only been here two weeks. Uh-huh. When I've joined you on set last week, you had a beard. Uh-huh. This week, you have blood on your face. <laughs> I can't tell which one is more hipster. (laughs) (laughs) I'll say say the beard. I'm going to say the beard. (laughs) All right. That's your decision. Oh, this is fun. I know you got to get back to work. I know. I hate to do it, but i got to run, folks. And uh, this is always so fun. And uh, It's a pleasure seeing you. And by the way, we're going to have more to talk about because madness isn't over. No. All right, and my Jayhawks better still be in this oh thing because if they're still in it, then we're in the Final Four. Yeah, I which up. is so deluxe. I went off your recommendation. And believe me, I know it's I know it's on the hook because <laughs> I know if they don't deliver, I'm going to never hear the end of it. No, not at all. <laughs> no, no, you're going to have to buy me so much stuff. I'm, I made a lot of people commit to the Hawks I, this year. Yeah, I wagered ten dollars. What? You better believe you owe me ten dollars. You don't they have ten dollars to lose. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I was just in Vegas. <laughs> Trust me, I know. All right, folks. Uh, thank Thanks so much for listening to Riggle's Picks. I'm Rob Riggle. I'm Sarah Tiana. See you, suckers. Deaths in Afghanistan. I'm Ed Donahue with an AP News Minute. U.S. forces say three American service members and a U.S. contractor were killed in a roadside bombing near Bagram Air Base in Afghanistan. Court documents show actress Felicity Huffman has agreed to plead guilty in the college admissions cheating scandal. She's accused of paying $15,000 to have a proctor boost her older daughter's SAT score. More changes at the Department of Homeland Security. A day after Secretary Kirsten Nielsen announced her resignation, the White House says Secret Service Chief Tex Alice will be leaving shortly. Three officials say the departures are unrelated, with Alice's move stemming from a personality conflict within the agency. That's AP Sagar Magani. A bond hearing has been adjourned until next week for a woman from China arrested at President Trump's Mar-a-Lago Club in Florida. A federal prosecutor says she had a device to detect human, hidden cameras in her hotel room when Secret Service agents searched it. She also had nine USB drives and five cards. I'm Ed Donahue.